NBA Australia. How you going? Are you good? I bloody well hope so, bro. That's right, it's NBA Australia. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, why did you just think it was a dude listing? I don't know, just sneaking suspicion. Shout out to all the ladies out there. Uh, I'm your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of CodeBet. That's a very good website. Go check it out. You might have seen this podcasting mug of mine on Fox Sports Lab NBA as well with my good friend Ben Dixon. Carlos called in sick this week. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Anyway, James, do your best Carlos impersonation. I need a hat. All right. And I need to trim my beard to a very terrifying degree. Uh, I'm here in a Chateau de l'Amour. Armour Studios down in Lawn. Hanging out. That's right. Second time this week. We did Monday's show down here. We're doing uh, Fridays. Bloody ripper. Just call me Beach Jim. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, we rep straight a bit. That's what we do. Tell you what, Ben Simmons not having a great time of it. Uh, but we're going to wrap up today's games and get the shit out of your head. That's it. That's all today's show is. We'll talk a bit of the top four on top uh, in the East and the West. We'll wrap up all the games. We've got That's on Life, All Mate, No Mate, Spud on the Night, Better than Lonzo Ball, Dickhead of the Week. We've got some Yeah, Nazi, Unpopular Opinion of the Day, and Outback Takehouse. We were serving up a flame grill take. And that's it. Pick and preview all the games on the weekend, and then we'll just piss off because I'm going to go jump in the pool because it is hotter than hell in here. I'm sweating like a priest near a preschool. Righto, episode 888. Ooh, nice. Of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shack attack. Ah, you better. We better watch out for the sickness attack of your shack. That was a bit of a weird one on uh, Inside the NBA today. It just wasn't there. And uh, then had a very funny skit of him handing a crap ton of money to a doctor. (laughs) It was good. Ah, classic Shaq. Uh, right, today's show, let's get into some news with the Daily. How do we start every show here? That's right, with the Daily. Oh, it's a whip around. I get it, Jimmy, because you've got the whip crack show. That's right, man. That's, that's the win. Not bad. All uh, right, got some good ones here today. Uh, we're going to get into some listener yenars after we threw the, uh, the vibe out there for how do you fix All-Star and all that sort of gear. Had some good ones, had some great ones. We'll get stuck into it, but uh, in terms of news, the big one is that Nate McMillan is out. That's right. You might have remembered um, earlier in the season, there was a bit of a push to get rid of Nate McMillan out there in Atlanta, led by one curly-haired bastard, Trey Young. Oh, hey, man, it had nothing to do with me. Bullshit, Trey. Uh, everybody loves Nate McMillan, apart from Trey Young. And everybody in that locker room is just like, Trey Young fucking sucks. They've just upended this organization there in Atlanta, haven't they? Travis Schlenk, he was like, I'm going to build Warriors East. We'll turn Trey into our Steph. And it's like, yeah, but Steph tries when he doesn't have the ball. (laughs) Trey fucking does not. And it's like, oh, we'll get Kevin Hoda. He'll be our version of Clay Thompson. It's like, well, then they trade him. It's like, well, we've got Bogdan then. It's like, yeah, but he's not that good. It's like, well, I've got John Collins. He can be our Draymond. <laughs> nope. It's because you try to trade him every four fucking seconds. What are you doing, mate? And Nate McMillan, he is not a Steve Kerr, but he is a handy coach. But wow. This makes me just like completely, look, 
You know I've been down on Atlanta from the get-go over the last two seasons. I was proven right last year, felt pretty bang on this year. And boy, howdy. They are just wildly annoying more than anything, aren't they? Like, you can't trust them. They have these, like, flashes where they look fucking awesome. And they sort of just play together. They play unreal. And then it all just falls apart. And they go full-blown selfish basketball. And it's usually led by Trey. So you sort of have this sort of back and forth, like, time and time again of, like, all right, we good? We good? Oh, we're good. And then it just falls apart. So Nate McMillan is unfortunately the fall guy. But then, of course, you've got the weird sort of ownership situation there in Atlanta, like too many cooks, chefs in the kitchen, that vibe. And uh, you've got Landry Fields and Kyle Corver suddenly like running the show and you're like, hang on, they were adjusting the NBA, right? So, oh, but that's great. Yeah, but they do they know how to run a fucking team? Like, what are they doing? And it seems like a fucking shit show. So... I don't know. You make one Eastern Conference Finals and it sort of papers over a bunch of cracks, right? And then it sort of doesn't. <laughs> That's where we are. So, bit of a shit one. Anyway, um, right, what else? Steph, he's still out for another week, speak of which. Well, oh, yeah, and there's the other sort of news coming out of that. It's like, oh, we're looking at some other folks for the job, uh, like Emo Yudoka. It's like, yeah, that seems like a great idea. Same as the Nets. It's like, oh, geez, into this dysfunctional sort of situation, let's bring Emo Yudoka, who will definitely try to root everybody's wife. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. And that's kind of it, right? So, I don't know. There's a couple of other names sort of floating around. And, I mean, it's the sort of vibe where you're like, yeah, they're probably going to do something, right? So, Quinn Snyder is like the vibe. And you're like, yep, that sounds like a good idea. Quinn Snyder, he's got this sort of mutual interest. He seemed like he got just that sort of bum rush out of Utah because... It wasn't Danny Ainge's guy, and here we are. So I don't mind that move. So if they get Quinn Snyder in there instead of Emo, I'm kind of happy with that. If I'm a Hawks fan, but we'll see what Trey reckons because he's the one that matters, apparently. Pat Bev, he's off to Chicago. That'll fix it. Uh, Rusty, he's off to the Clippers. We knew that. Fascinating to see how he fits in there tomorrow. KD, not going to make his debut until maybe the Bucks game, maybe the game after. So keep an eye on those Suns. And as mentioned, Curry's out for another week at least. Uh... Looks like he's sort of practicing and everything with that weird sort of lower leg injury. And that's kind of about it. We've had a few kind of like days where just not much happened because it feels like everybody's went, fuck it, we're going to Mexico. We're going to hang out and do nothing. <laughs> You're like, all right, sweet as. Kind of like it, so good on him. Right, what else have we got? Should we do some game reps from today? Because today was absolutely fucking chockers with some cracking games. So let's do it. Game reps, 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 game reps. That's right, the game reps for today. The Nuggets. Oh, jeez, they beat the Cavaliers. Poor Cleveland. Cleveland! This was a cracking game. It was like, uh, and this is kind of my vibe out of today, right? It's like, oh, my God. We watched the All-Star game where no one gave a fuck. We're going to talk about that again later. And then you actually watch some actual games where they're training, and you're like, oh, this is nice. How nice is this? This is refreshing. And the Nuggets just smashed them. Down the stretch, just Donnie Mitchell sort of was like, hey, guys, I've got this. And everyone's like, uh, do you? And he's like, oh, shit, nope. Uh, but Joke was incredible, 24, 18, and 13. Mobley. And look, my prediction here was that Mobley and Allen would sort of stymie Joker to a degree. And 
I mean, he had 24, 18, and 13. So, uh, Jim, talking out your ass again. Oh, maybe. He did have seven turnovers. It was the fact that they hit everything from three, though. That was the big problem. And that's the sort of thing you can place on, you know, the shoulders of Darius Rucker, Judy Garland, and Donnie Mitchell, and Isaac Okoro, and Dean Wade, a.k.a. the combination of Dwayne Wade and Ween. Um, and my sweet baby, Carrots Laverde, didn't do a fucking thing in this game. Nine assists, but, jeez, <clears throat> was uh, MIA. But the vibe here is like, yeah, they went 17 of 36 from downtown because the notorious KCP, he hit four of four from downtown. But my favorite thing was Jam and Jamal Murray stepping up and going, yeah. <laughs> That's right, he went 3-11 from downtown. Thanks, Jam and Jamal. MPJ, though, 6-10 from downtown. If you get that from, what, 13 made threes out of three of your starters, it's like, yeah, we're cruising. <laughs> Vlatko Kanka hits one. Joker goes 2-2. Two two. Pack her up, boys. You're done. That's a good win for Denver. Cleveland. Cleveland! Uh, awesome at home. They were 25-6. and f- six. Now they're 25-7. Nuggets, still the best team in the West. What else happened? Well, the Celtics went to overtime against the Pacers. Now, I mentioned this on Monday's show, that the Pacers will play the Celtics tough. They always do. And they did. It was a great run. They had a uh, chance to win it right at the end of regulation. Taris Halliburton missed. Uh, Tatum sort of took over a little bit in the overtime. Boom. Big win. Hands up with 31. Miles Turner is a 40 and 10. 142-138. Celtics still the best team in the NBA. Pacers still nice and Scrappy. The magic of Wendell gets the buzzer beater. Absolutely love this one. Wendell, the hero, 20. I mean, he had 14 and 14, but like they just outscored the Pistons down the stretch. The Pistons came out of nowhere, flying back at him. Jaden Ivey had 25. He's unreal. The magic man, 25 and 35, 15 and 15 at home. Sneaky good. Sneaky, sneaky good. They're so fun. Like the Pistons, the Magic, you go, whatever. It's like, nah, these teams are rad. And if they had their dudes like Kay Cunningham, uh, Victor Wembanyama, <laughs> that'd be fucking awesome. Franz Wagner, hello, I had the 21. Paolo Bancaro couldn't hit a shot. Didn't matter. Fuck, they were good. I love the Magic. Uh, the Sixers, absolute chaos. 22-point turnaround, beat the Grizzlies, 110-105. As Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris, you need 19 points, I got you, boss. Comes out, nails the sort of what? Tied up three, or the go-ahead three. Boom, away they go. Absolute chaos down the stretch. The Grizzlies just fucking falling apart. Harden at 31-7-7. He looks like he's got, I don't know, weighed down by about 800 fucking pounds worth of stripper, uh, strip club wings. And it's just like, hey, uh, did you get the lemon pepper there, Harden? Or did you get the uh, the... Just the regular buffalo with just like a shit ton of the blue cheese. What do you reckon? It's like blue cheese, me. It's all right. 27, 19, and 6 for Joel Embiid. Uh, Tobias Harris, you need me to step up. I'll hit these free throws. It's like, that'd be good, Tobias. Okay, I got you. 20 points. Hit all my three throws. <laughs> Tobias Harris. Maxi was 16 off the bench. That was a huge win for Philly because they were fucked. They looked like shit. They looked lethargic. It was the exact opposite of what I thought they'd come out of the uh, break. as. Uh, but I should have known better. It's James Harden and Joel Embiid. What do you think they've been doing for the All-Star break? Oh, is it working out, Jimmy? No. Definitely spending far too much time necking tins. Just like me. Tins with Jim. 
Still, that's a big win for the Sixers to win that one against the Grizz. I did pick them. Uh, I thought the Grizz would make them work. I think the line for this was like four and a half, five and a half, and it dropped precipitously at times. And uh, that's exactly where it landed in the end. So good stuff by the Sixers. The Raptors beat the Pelicans 115-110, even without Fred Van Vliet or the fighting Van Vliet's because Teenage Mutant Yakupertle, 21-18. and 18. And the Spurs just gave him up. Oh, he doesn't fit into our plans. Oh, yeah, no team needs a good big man. Oh, he's too good to keep. Just fucking fake an injury. Oh, but we got a protected first rounder. <laughs> good on you. From Toronto. Who are now 29 and 31 and the sneakiest team in the East. Like, I was uh, sort of on Fox Sports Lab. We were talking about, you know, who's the smoky in the East? And it's like, oh, it's fucking Miami. It's always going to be Miami. But in the back of my brain, I'm like, it's Toronto. It's Toronto. It's always fucking Toronto. Because the way they played today, it's like, you know, threes everywhere. Gary Terrence Trent Derby Jr. has 18, but the 21 and 18 for Pirtle, 18, 5 and 3 for Scoob, 26 for Siakam. He's just a weapon. And the way they snuck up and just slapped the Pelicans around, despite Spindles Ingram having the 36 and 23 for CJ, just didn't matter. Meanwhile, the Pelicans are fucking shit on the road. What are they, 10 and 20 on the road? Gross. The Mavericks shit pump the Spurs. Uh, I think Luca and Kyrie get their first tandem win. 142-116. This game was always going to go over, so I hope you listened to me on Monday. I think I said that. 28-7-10 for Luca. Whatever. The Yaz pump the Thunder by a point at the end because of a shit foul on Markinen. Hits all three of his free throws. And uh, SGA, for all of the clutchness... It is displayed this year. It went fucking MIA in this game. I'll tell you that much. Uh, They've got Isaiah Joe getting blocked at the end of regulation. I mean, gross. They couldn't box out Walker Kessler, who basically tied it up off his own miss. You love to see. Oh, well, Kelly Olenek missed that shot. But uh, Lowry missed it. Kessler gets the the offensive rebound. Olenek misses one. Kessler gets the fucking offensive rebound, puts it back up and in. Ties it up in regulation. Isaiah Joe uh, is right there, and Kessler blocks the fucking shot. What a game. The dude's a weapon. And then in overtime, it's still right there, and they have the extremely, extremely dumb foul from Dort on the three. They challenge. It doesn't go. Markner makes all three of the free throws. They were down two. What happens when you score three when you're down two? You go up one. And what happens if... Uh, you then run a play, and it's like, well, we've got SGA. So we'll give it to him then. And he did, and he missed. So game over, Thunder. Yaz, it's a big win. My vibe for this was that the Thunder would win it. They definitely covered, um, obviously, and because it's a one-point loss, and it was like a one-and-a-half-point line. And so the Yaz, though, it's like, yep, the tank is in. Thunder, absolutely flying. Well, the Yaz, they don't give a fuck what I think. <laughs> The Lakers killed the Warriors, 124-111. This was even without, like, a huge input from LeBron and AD, right, which is the craziest aspect of this one, I thought. Because you're out there with Clay Thompson. He couldn't hit anything early. He ends up 8 of 19. Adonte Di Vincenzo not doing much. Either one of six from downtown. Jordan Poole, 3 of 13. Gross! Just absolute shithouse vibes from the Warriors. Sands. Steph, and it's like, oh, wait, is it on the road? Yes. Well, they're going to lose then, aren't they, if they don't have Steph? The answer is also for that, yes. 7-23 away now. Yuck. Uh, the Lakers, they only got 13 out of LeBron, who couldn't hit a fucking shot. He was 5-20. of 20. 
AD only has 12 and 12. It didn't matter. They were just fucking killing them. They ran over the top of them. It's like, oh, yeah, they've got this in hand by the third quarter, and they just sort of cruised to the win. Maybe this is the launching pad for the Lakers. Maybe. And then the Kings Blazers had a fun game where there was lots of scoring, and the Suvlaki King, Demarcus Sabonis, put up a triple-double. 18, 18, and 10. Loved it. Uh, they also decided to sit Dame Lillard and Jeremy, Jeremiah Grant, before the game, which saw the uh, Kings skyrocket as favorites. And uh, I still stuck with the over, and they repaid me very nicely with the 133-116 win. But wow, this is the Blazers going, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, we're tanking. <laughs> it's like, no, no, shade and sharp. Shoot as much as you want. He's like, okay, boss. Four of 14 goes Shaden. Nasir Little. He's like, no, 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 I'm a fucking gun. Check this out, 26 points. They're starting Ryan Archidiocono. Like, what are we doing here? Portland, pack her up, boys. They're 28 and 31. I can't argue with it, though. It's like, fuck yes. You guys are sh- like, you guys are pretty shit. I think they understand that now. They're 12th in the West. The thing is, that's only two games back of seven. And they're like, nah, pack her up. You know what's easy to do right now? Tank. Because they've got 28 wins, the Blazers. There are approximately only, well, there's only two teams with less than 28 wins in the West. The thing is, the Bulls, the Pacers, the Magic, the Hornets, and the Pistons all have less than 28 wins. The Wizards also have 28 in the East. Uh, So basically, you've got the sort of seven to eight teams, and it's like, if you go in the tank now, fuck yes. Lean into it. Lean into it hard. Way to go, Portland. Were they going anywhere this year? No. <laughs> Here we are. All right, that was fun as shit. What a fun game. Wendell, loved it. Uh, let's do some awards, shall we? <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. That is a knife. Miles Turner with the 40-10 uh, in the loss. Pretty brutal. The 24-18 and 13 for Joker, though, was absolutely demoralizing for Cleveland. It's like, we've got the big dudes to cover him. It's like He's like, now do you? Man, pretty interesting. Because they're not very good, nah. 43-10 and 10 for Larry. That's a girl's name marking it. Shay Gilgis Alexander. He was awesome. Like, I sort of shit on him for the missing the shot. But, I mean, the only reason they're in that game is because of Shay. 39-8 and 7. God, he was good. The Luca, 28 28- uh, 7 and 10, Unreal. Embiid's 27, 19 and 6. The 18, 18 and 10 for Sabonis, the Suvlaki King. Tatum's 31, 12 and 7. What an awesome day. This was just fucking good. But I think Lowry might have to win. Lowry and the Joker probably get this one because Lowry goes the 43 and 10, shoots 15 and 28 from the floor, but 10 of 10 at the free throw line. I was going to have him in better than Lonzo Ball, but shit, he was just better than fucking everybody today, apart from the Joker, maybe. 24, 18, and 13. Huge win on the road in Cleveland. Poor Cleveland. I mean, what have they got to do, you know? It's just like, jeez. Cleveland! Tell me about it. Uh, who was the spud of the nice? Spud of the night. Jalen Suggs went one of eight today. And LeBron James, five of 20. Um, we had Lamb ended up, what, one of six for the Warriors. Anthony Lamb, not great, bro. Not great at all. Uh, as mentioned, we had the 311 from our man Jam and Jamal. Play the drop, Jimmy. <laughs> Woo! 
Listen to that all day, just simple as that. And to be honest, I might. <laughs> Jimmy, what are you going to do after the show? I'm like, sink tins, listen to 311. Uh, <laughs> spot the lie, motherfucker. Spot the lie. Uh, right, Suggs, as I mentioned with the 1 8, uh, Simone Fonte. She also went 1 of 8. We had 211 for 2 HT. He's dynamite. And I don't know, if you like Dork goes 4 of 14 and has that horrible foul, that's some spud worthy stuff. Shade and Sharp, I mentioned his 4 of 14. But really, I think I just wanted to land on Ja Morant. He was a special type of, oh, shit, 15-5 and three turnovers. Three of 16 he shot. The only way he got any points at this game was 9 of 10 at the line. He was los horrible, as the Spanish might say. <laughs> Jim, do you speak Spanish? No. No, I do not. I really very clearly do fucking not. Anyway... He was just shocking, and it's like one of these things, like the Grizzlies, I'm going to get to them in a second in the year Nars, but uh, that is, how you say, uh, no good, no? No good. All right, what else we got? We've got the pantsing of the night. I mean, that was all sort of Memphis. Um, That was a bit of a, like, just Memphis, like, having that turnaround and absolute meltdown. If you just go back, and I've sort of harked on this a bit, they were six and nine, nice in the last fifteen. That's now six and ten in sixteen games. Stephen Adams goes out, they fucking fall apart. It's like you still got Jaron Jackson Jr., you still got Desmond Bird, you've got Jar. The problem is you've still got Dylan Brooks, isn't it? Fuck him off. What are you doing? Sit him down. Tell him to piss off. I'm sick of him. This one's the tough one. Old mate, no mates. 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 Oh, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Uh, yeah. So, Jacques Vaughan is kind of like, uh, yeah, look, we've got a rotation. And I'll tell you what, Box Hill Benny's not in it. You're like, hang on. Sure. Jacques Vaughn says he wants to trim the Nets rotation, but he also says Seth Curry is the backup point guard and Dayron Sharp slash you to want to know Narby are the backup centers. Cam Thomas and Ben Simmons are the odd ones out. Nick Claxton has been in these shoes before. You're like, oh. So Simo can't even be the backup center in place of you to want to know Just like, no. Nah. It's a pretty tough one for Cam Thomas as well, if you ask me. Actually, Cam Thomas is a fucking lightning in a bottle at times, but... They have so many new players that Jacques Vaughn's like, you know what, this is going to be good. Let's go. I'm just all about it. Come on, play me some more. Ben Shimmons, he says. He's like, nah, can't be fucked. I've got Spencer Dinwiddie. I can trust that guy. Seth Curry's back. I can trust that guy to actually hit some fucking shots. And I can trust him to do what we ask him to do in place of Cam Thomas. Meanwhile, Simmons, it's like, yeah, this is uh, not ideal. So, I don't know. The thing is, you're kind of like, here we are. He's back issues. He doesn't want to go for his own shot. Simple as that. And Jacques Vaughn's just gone, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I can't help this motherfucker. He doesn't want to help himself. So, fuck him. I'm going to sit him because I need to win games. It's definitely some old mate no mates, but you can kind of see his point. If you watch Simo play, there's like flashes and you're like, yeah, cool. But is that going to help us right now? 
Do we have enough time to let him play through this shit? I don't know. It feels like it's just like, yep, cool, cut bait, trade him in the offseason, away we go. Definite old mate, no mate's fight. Who was better than Lonzo Ball, though, Jim? <coughs> Lonzo was the best. It was Walker Kessler. Walker fucking Kessler. <laughs> he and Austin Reeves, what a pairing. Austin Reeves today for the Lakers, 17 points, 6 of 6 from the floor, 1 of 1 from the three-point line, 4 of 4 from the free-throw line. Absolutely awesome. But Kessler, I gave up that sort of... Um, I was telling you the sort of breakdown of that last run of possessions in that game, and he was so involved in all of them. He's a better player right now than Rudy Gobert, isn't he? He had played 37 minutes. He had seven points, 18 rebounds, and seven fucking blocks. Walker fucking Kessler. You better believe he was better than Lonzo Ball. Jesus, that is a tough one for Lonzo. Oh, that was the other little bit at the top that I forgot to mention. I've actually got it written in my notes, but I sort of skipped over it. Uh, Lonzo's been ruled out for the season. Chicago, uh, fucking shit house and fucked. Dickhead of the week. Yeah, like the West is the challenge that I needed, you know. Like, yeah, it's just really cool to come West because it's like the challenge that I needed. Kyra, you didn't win the fucking East. You and LeBron did. What the fuck did you achieve in Boston and Brooklyn, you fucking idiot? What a lunatic. Nah, the West is the challenge that I needed. Is it? What was not challenging me at the East, you fucking moron? <laughs> what a dipshit. Anyway, this is Nas, right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Elliot. This is Mark Worthington or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. Let's do some your nails. Brought to you by the NBA Australia Shop. Go get your merch. Go get your merch. Come on. People. Get your merch. Get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. You better. And uh, that's right. You can do it at nbaaustralia.com slash shop or just through the socials. Off you go. Uh, now, I've got some quick yeah nails from the All-Star game. We've had some good ones. We had Luke Fragona uh, saying, yeah, nah, I just had a thought about saving the All-Star games. What about trophy and cash reward for MVP? And the best defensive player on top of cash prize for winning the thing. I don't mind it. That's a good one, Luke. Yeah, nah. Yes, the best defensive player one. The thing is, it's like, that's just going to go to the one or two dudes who actually give a fuck about it and try. The thing is, it's like, yep, cool. We need to just give them a shit ton of money. Or off we go. A million bucks each to the winning team. Uh, Expand the rosters to 15. Cool. Off we go. Boom, split the cost between in the CBA between the owners and the players. Off you go. Skadoosh. Here for it. The defensive player award is a good one too. I don't mind that at all because you'll have some people trying. I like it. Jazz Oz has come in with a good one. Hey, buddy, how's it all going? Here is my idea for a revamp of All-Star Weekend. Here goes. Number one, get rid of the Celebrity Game and the Rising Stars Game. Combine it as a pro-am. We have mixed teams of rookies and A-grade celebrities. How cool would it be to see Thor or Black Adam getting dunked on by Paolo Bancaro or Jalen Smith? (laughs) Throw cash at the celebs to make it happen. I love that. Yeah, nah, fuck yes. I do love a good pro-am vibe. That is awesome. That's a great one, Jess. 
It's like, yeah, literally go, right, celebs, who actually wants in that's actually a big fucking name? Let's go. Number two, make a divisional-based games that play a round-robin knockout-style mini-tournament. 20-minute games and make the final a full-blown affair. Ooh. The divisions. Make them important again. See, everybody's like, oh, maybe we should get the draft back to East versus West. Yeah, oh, jeez. It's like... Motherfucker, you were all yelling about how cool the draft is going to be if we get rid of East and West. What does it matter anyways? Oh, I miss East and West. Shut up. Let's just make it better. I like the divisional one. Yeah, nah, yes. I like that. The the round-robin knockout-style mini-tournament, 20-minute games, make the final full-blown affair. It's pretty good. Three selection. Each nominates a two, uh, two to four players, of which fans can vote on to get the final roster of 10 to 15, whatever you want, of those divisional teams. I like that. The fans vote, the top four or five, the starters maybe, and then you round out the rest of the way. And then four, he says, dunk comp, skills challenge, a three-point comp. All participants have to come from the all-star teams. No more Jericho Sims bullshit. Another DMP spuds that no one knows. Get some stars out there, cash them up for winning. Now, this is one thing that I hit on during the week. I'm like, dunk comp, skills challenge, and three-point comp. All participants have to come from the all-star teams. Yes, that's exactly right. I love this one from Jez. Because I had this thrown at me a couple of other times from other folks going, why are we bringing in folks from outside of it? It's like, yeah, I love it. Let's go. We've got to do the rest. We've got to get them all in, get them all involved. It's like, oh, we've got some three-point specials. I don't care. Who's the best three-point shooter in the All-Stars? Maybe that sort of, you know, shades some of the voting for the actual All-Stars, perhaps, or something. But I like it. It also weeds out... The Jericho Sims types, the Trey Murphys, the... I don't care. Like, oh, I might be a sick dunk, but at the same time, who the fuck are you? Like, we've got dudes who are like Anthony Edwards on this fucking all-star roster. Get him in the dunk comp. Simple. I kind of love it. Get some stars out there, cash them up for winning. Easy shit. I love that. Good job, Jazz. i got to agree with each of those. I really like the way that that's thought out. Uh, Dylan Kernahan, Jimmy, a couple of things. Should Dwight go and play against actual competition rather than dominating a Sunday rec league in Taiwan? Yeah, nah, yes. Tell you what, there's a couple of teams that could use him, but the thing is, yeah, he's not doing too great there. And uh, number two, how long until the Sixers get rid of Mac McClung? Over under two weeks? Yeah, nah. Yeah, it's going to be a couple of 10 days, isn't it? And then it's like, uh, oh, he's on the two-way. He's on the two-way. Yeah, we've waved Mac McClung. <laughs> They'll sit there, look awesome, see the Sixers jersey on the dunk comp champ for a couple of weeks, and off they go. Nah, look, I think it'd be good if Adam Silver makes them keep him until the end of the season. <laughs> Just he's on a two-way contract. How good were the uh, the reports that like the Delaware Bluecoats are selling a shit ton of tickets now because Mac McClung's in it? That's fucking awesome. This is how you spice up the G League. Get some actual stars down there. Make it a proper division too. Uh, right. A couple of other really quick ones. Rusty, how's he going to fit? Is he going to fit? Yeah, nah, look. Uh, I've gone back and forth all week on this. I think I asked this on Monday, right? Yeah, nah. Yeah. I think he might actually go okay on this Clippers team. I don't feel like Kawhi and Paul George are the sorts of dudes who are going to get all stroppy and pissy about like Rusty sort of doing stuff. And, I mean, if he sets them up well enough, like, it might just work. So, why not? Uh, top four. Uh, actually, maybe we'll do this on Monday. Yeah, we might do the top four setups. Or, actually, no, the top four in the East and the West. Are they set, are they basically set in stone already, Jim? Yeah, nah. The East, 
Basically, I would say, yeah. In the West, no chance. It's basically the top one, and then it's fucking a free-for-all. The West is chaos. I love it. So in the East, Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, Cleveland, they're your top four seeds because even someone like the Heat, they're four and a half games back of the Cavs, and you've only really got, I don't know what, that is 20-odd games left. To pull back four and a half if you're the Heat on the Cavs is a really fucking strong ass. And even like someone like the uh, Raptors, right? They're still six games back of even Brooklyn in five and eight games behind the Cavs. So I think your four up the top there is set. Brooklyn, I don't know, if they can get on a little bit of a run, maybe. Because there is just something there about that team. I want to see it a couple more times, but goddamn, they're fun. Uh, the Smokey in the East that we talked about, I mean... I've already talked about the Heat, but the Raptors, if they've got Teenage Mutant Yaka Pertle manning the middle, he is awesome, and it's exactly what they needed. Fred Van Vliet missed that game today with personal reasons, so maybe they're good. I kind of love it. Let's go. Uh, does Pat Bev change the Bulls? Yeah, nah. No, of course not. They're going nowhere. They've already lost six straight. They're fucking, they're a tire fire. Burn it down. In the West, that top four, is that set, Jimmy? Yeah, nah, no, no chance. The Nuggets are the best team in the West. They will win the West. They are six games ahead of the Grizzlies already. Uh, the Grizzlies, as mentioned, 6-10 in the last 16. They are wobbly as hell. They'll get Stephen Dudman's brew back. That'll be good. But the Kings, the Clippers, the Suns, the Mavs, everybody underneath them is just topsy-turvy. There are four and a half games separating two through six. And really, between two through 13, there are only eight games. Eight total. That is incredible. Two through 13 in the West. So, yeah, I think... I mentioned the other day that my final four, I think, for the West, as we go into this final third of the season, will be Denver, Phoenix, Memphis. And I think I mentioned Golden State. After seeing them again today, I'm like, nah, fuck them, Clippers. (laughs) See ya. Gross. Anyway, and I mean, that loss to the Sixers today is exactly why the Grizzlies need Stephen Adams back. Oh, up? All right, unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Yeah, to lean on the Warriors thing, they're just not very good, are they? I mean, they got the point differential of like, they've got a negative point differential. They're 29 and 30. They can't win away from home. Draymond, after like that good start, we've sort of gone, we've glossed over how shit he's been for the rest of the season. Steph goes, it's like, ah, this is all absolutely cooked. What are we doing? And away you go. So I just don't trust it. So, oh, but they won the title last year. It's like, yeah, but at least they had a bit of a chance to sort of build up to it. This year, they just feel just in and out, sort of not barely paying attention. It's like the classic, oh, we'll turn it on when it matters. It's like, can you though? So, oh, we've still got Steph and Clay, yeah, in their 30s. <laughs> like, the way they just sort of got steamrolled by the Lakers today, you're just like, yeah, nah, not great. That's kind of the unpopular opinion. I'm just, I'm getting off the sort of Golden State will be fine vibe because just the defense just isn't there. Because if you think about like in terms of their actual, uh, like the advanced stats, uh, the the advanced team stats as well, right? So just the defensive rating for the Warriors. The reason why they've been so good all these years is because their defense has been fucking awesome. Their defensive rating this year is 20th. Offensive rating is a shit house. Like <laughs> the offensive rating is twelve, the defense twenty. They got no fucking chance, right? No chance. 
All right, what about Outback Tokyo slow, Jimmy? It's Friday at Outback. You know what that means? Oh, yeah. Four for one, TGIF, Icy Cold Foster's Lager oil drum cans full of Icy Cold Foster's Lager cold hard horse piss. That's right. It's horse piss in a can only at Outback. Goes great with the Flame Grill take. And today's Flame Grill take is the single best way to go about reimagining All-Star is to go, Oi, why is it a fucking game? between actual teams. Why not do what Jimmy's about to say? How about a one-on-one knockout tournament between All-Stars? There you go. You got 24 of them. One-on-one. First to 11. Off we fucking go. Knockout tournament. Why is it a game? Who gives a shit? This way, you're probably going to have less chaos, less chances to get injured and shit. I fucking love it. You saw Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum go at it. One-on-one tournament. Let's do it. All-Star Weekend revamped by your Vice President of Common Sense, Jim. Only at Outback. Seriously, why is it a game? Explain. Oh, well, it's, it's all the best players play against them, each other. It's like, yeah, none of them want to play a fucking game. But you know what gets the competitive juices flowing? One-on-one. It's just you and another bloke going hammering tongs. Ooh. Oh, it's a bit of sexy time as well, is it, Jimmy? No, settle down, settle down. You bloody hornbag. Anyway, but I love the one-on-one tournament. Knockout, boom. Talk about, like, just think about how insane that'd be. Just go right at it. Bragging rights. Give a shit ton of money to the winner. Fuck yes. I love it. You still get the jerseys, you still get the intros, then you go one-on-one. Fucking A, bro. Fuck the game off. Who cares? The game's a fucking shit and giggles. Don't care about it. Give me one-on-ones. All right, we're back with the crew. Really quick strain player watch right after. Let's say my good friend, Nick Clay. This is Nick Kay, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, easy one today because, like, the Aussies basically just weren't really in action. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, that's just what happens sometimes. Uh, I mean, in the we had no Jack White in the Nugs game. Uh, you get the DMP CD. That's fine. Uh, that's basically kind of it. <laughs> I mean, you had Aussie Matty T out there for the Blazers. That's pretty good. And he was, like, actually out there starting. I love that he's getting the start. He plays 27 minutes. He has five points, four rebounds, two assists, two steals, one turnover. Crushed it. Shot two or five for his five points, one or two from downtown. And in term of, terms of the other Aussies, I mean, we're sort of sitting here. Of course, we've got Josh Giddy. I'll get to him in a second. And you've got Josh Greeny Green for the Mavs. No Dyson Daniels. Uh... Oh, shit. Hang on a second. What have I done there? I'm just breaking my computer. Give me one second. Oh, God. It's all falling apart. <laughs> in, a, in a storm of dumb fuckery. Yeah, so Josh Greeny. Greeny has the 11 points, two assists today, four of eight from the floor, two of four from downtown. One block as well. Greeny crushing it. They smash the Spurs. And the Pals, I mean, look, when we've got Dyson Daniel news, you'll be the first to hear about it because uh, we're going nada at the moment. 
It'd be nice if he gets back there. I mean, we've still got Paddy. We've got Rockham, Sockham, Blockham, Jockham, Landau. He's going to be a big point of interest, obviously, with KD coming back. Uh, no jingles today because the Bucks didn't play. Simos, is, who knows what's going to happen there. King Daly in that Sacramento game uh, actually got out there as well. Zero points and one rebound in his two minutes against Portland. So he and Matty T going at it again. You love to see that, but that's a pretty quick Australian player watch for you. How about we do the Shane Hill shoot a shoot, shoot a shot, light him up award? That sound like a good one? I think it does. Let's go. He threw it down. Are you healed? Praise the Lord for I'm healed. It is the Shane Heal. Shoot a shoot. Shoot your shot. Light him up award. I mean, this is a great one because Miles Turner today with his 40 points. I kind of glossed over him earlier because I wanted to leave him for here. 40 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists. Jimmy, it's not the uh, Andrew Gaze Award for Extending Achievement in the Field of Excellence. No, Miles Turner went 8 of 10 from 3. That's absolutely hammer-esque. I love it. 13 of 15 from the floor, 8 of 10 from downtown, and 6 of 7 of the line. Absolutely legendary. Harden goes 6 of 9. Nice from 3 as well. But, man, Miles Turner absolutely smashed it. Absolutely hammer territories. 40. And, yeah, look, shout-out to all the uh, folks out there going, hey, uh, hey, Jimmy, no one's saying Shane here when the, uh, I think it was NBA memes tweeted out that first player that comes to mind when you see this logo, and it's the old Wolf, Timberwolves logo. And uh, we had, it's like, yeah, boy, why is no one saying Shane Hammer heel? And I'm like, that's a really good point. Why the fuck isn't it? He's the exact first one that I think of. He and uh, Stjoko Vrankovic. So, <laughs> and of course, KJ. All right, let's do some game previews and the Patty Mills ball, uh, uh, game day ball, the game day Twitter check in. Because a bit of a uh, Patty is uh, always goes all right. Just a nice little uh, sort of freshener. Every time we check in on Baller Pat. And Patty has just got a nice little video of him hanging out underneath the Brooklyn Bridge uh, and talking about his new coffee, the Carabaged program with uh, Bluestone that they're doing now. So you can go check it out. And that's awesome. It's his new coffee brand in Bluestone Lane, which is a very good Australian coffee chain over in the States because uh, they have shit coffee. They went, who's got good coffee? And everyone's like, well, Australia does. And they're like, wow, we better get some Australian cafes here. And it's like, boom. No shit, Sherlock. All right. How do we go on the picks and the previews? Let's go check it out with inadvertent vein. It's game previews, Jimmy. Game previews. Yes, thanks, inadvertent vein. Not a problem, Jimmy. Excited for a weekend down the beach? Yes, I was here last weekend. Uh, We had the uh, work stuff that we did down here too. And now I'm back down here. So it feels pretty good. I feel like I'm actually getting a slight fucking holiday sometimes, eh? Uh, right, so in terms of the picks that we had, uh, we went in today's games. Let me just quickly check over them. Uh, we... Oh, it'd be really nice if my computer would sort of keep up. Just every so often. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, we picked the Cavs. That was a miss. We picked the Celtics. That was a win. Uh, so we've gone one, two, three, four, five, six. Six of the, what's that? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six of nine. Nice today. That's all right. Uh, so where does that leave us for this season? 
six of nine, that would add to that one. Six of nine, added in. That is 551 of 869 picks. Still pretty good. We do have a big slate though this weekend, so I'm excited about this one. So we've got tomorrow. After the All-Star break, we've got a bunch of teams like finally getting out there too. The Knicks take on the Wizards. I'm taking the Knickerbockers plus one and a half against the Wiz. I just think the Knicks are a better team. The Wizards were on a bit of a heater. Brad Beal was feeling pretty good. The Extreme Zinger Meal. He was feeling pretty good too, but I just like this Knicks team. They're tough, scrappy, a bit weird. The Bucks, they play the Heat. They're one and a half point favorites. I'm taking that in a heartbeat. Giannis is going to do all that he can to smash the Heat. The Hawks, dead coach bounce over the Cavs. Cavs on a back-to-back. Hawks, Trey Young, 30 and 10. They get a sneaky win with a dead coach bounce. Set up, you know, the post-Nate McMillan, I don't know, run. <laughs> Such a weird franchise. The Nets are somehow one and a half point underdogs against Chicago which makes zero sense to me. It's like, have you seen the Nets? Have you seen the Bulls? The Bulls are shit. The Nets might be sneaky. Awesome. We're going the Nets. What Plus one and a half. This one I hated with a fiery passion. The Wolves versus the Hornets. Now, the Wolves are seven and a half point favorites in this game. That sucks. I can't trust the Wolves. Can you? No. Can you trust the Hornets? Of course not. I kind of want to take the plus seven and a half of the Hornets, but then you're like, wait, I'm backing the Hornets? Ugh. Ugh, I might just go the plus seven and a half. Because as soon as you go, oh, well, I feel pretty good about picking the Wolves, they will fuck you. So give me the Hornets, plus seven and a half. Why not? With some actual grown-up NBA basketball players on that Hornets team, you'd think they will just sort of do some dumb stuff and keep some of these games close. Now watch them get blown out. The Thunder on a back-to-back. They take on Phoenix. Phoenix is seven and a half point favorites in that one. I'm going to take the Thunder. I think they just keep it close. The Thunder just play hard every game. Like, what are you going to do? Uh, speaking of which, though, the Warriors host the Rockets. Now, the Rockets, uh, fresh off an all-star break where they all would have just, like, gone and hung out in, like, Aruba or Cabo or, I don't know, what, Cancun, just right there from Houston. That's a very short flight. Uh, the Warriors are on a back-to-back. I'm going to take the Rockets plus 10.5. It's in Golden State, but, yeesh, after today, fuck that. Let's go the Rockets. They can keep that close. Clippers, they host the Kings. Kings on a back-to-back. I've gone back and forth on this. I think if you think the Kings can sort of uh, finagle their way and put up points on the Clippers, you go the Kings in a big Suvlaki King and Darren Fox game. I just feel like the Clippers will be a little bit too good on the wings with Paul George and Kawhi. Can, you know, provided they both actually play. Uh, they're six and a half point favorites. I'm going to go the Clips. Sunday's games. We have the Celtics at the Sixers. That is awesome. What a great game this is. The Celtics, I think they can win this. At times today, looking scrappy. On the road, in Indy, weird matchup with Miles Turner. You know that Al Horford's going to play his ass off against the Sixers. You know that Tatum will as well. I just like the Celtics a little bit. I think the Sixers, look, if you like them to win, you can lean on the Embiid-Harden combo again. On Sunday, though, at home, I think the Celtics can sneak that one out. Raptors at Pistons. Ah, Dwayne Casey Bowl. Love this. The Raptors will win it, but the Pistons will cover. Of course, we don't have a line yet because it's on Sunday. But trust me, the Pistons will cover because that's all Dwayne Casey does. He chews gum, kicks ass, and covers games when he plays the Raptors, and he's all out of gum. The Heat, they take on the Hornets. They will smash the Hornets, will the Heat. The Pacers go to the Magic. This is a really tricky one. This is like the tank off. It's like the Pacers. Do you want to tank? They're like, oh, we don't know. Orlando, do you? Oh, we don't know. It's like, are you both trying to not tank? We don't know. Okay, give me the magic at home. Knicks against the Pelicans. The Pelicans are reeling. They suck on the road. I mentioned that 10 and 20. Give me the Knickerbockers of New York City. 
Jalen Brunson. They will be on a back-to-back, though, but it is down in Washington. They should be all right. Pelicans on the road. Just don't like it. Give me the Knicks. Nuggets at Grizzlies. This is great. Grizzlies at home, pretty bloody good, but the Nugs, we saw them get a massive road win over the Cavs. That's five of the last six they've won on the road. Give me the Nugs at Grizzlies. They're just playing too well. And the Grizzlies are a mess. Spurs at Yaz. Give me the Yaz. Go the over in that one as well. Those two teams can score. Monday, Bucks hosting the Suns. I'm taking Milwaukee because that is going to be great. Maybe we get KD. That's 5 a.m., so you better wake up early and just check. (laughs) Or don't. I'm not your boss. Nets at Hawks. I'll take the Nets. The dead coach bounce doesn't last two games for the Hawks. I think the Nets are just scary and weird on the wings. And they'll keep up with every team they go against. And the Hawks, new coach, give me the Nets. Wizards at Bulls, I just hate this Bulls team. I hate the Wizards as well, don't get me wrong, but they're better than the Bulls. Lakers at Mavericks, this is great. Kyrie against his big old buddy LeBron. Oh, you're my best friend, LeBron. Thanks for picking me in the All-Star game. Lucas in there going, oh, we've made a horrible mistake. Fuck. Lakers will win that because Anthony Davis will kick their ass. Cavaliers, Cleveland. Host the Raptors. I like Cavs here because the Raps are on a back-to-back. Having just played in Detroit, they go over to Cleveland. Give me the Cavs. Kings at Thunder. Go the over. These are the two best offenses in the league since January 1st. I'm taking the Kings in OKC, though. The Kings have just got a little bit of chutzpah about them. Kind of like it. The Thunder are fun, but they might have a bit of a moment in the next few weeks where they go, are we... How much do we really want to win these games? (laughs) So go the Kings. Warriors host the Wolves. It's a Wiggins Bowl. Love that. Give me the Warriors. They're at home for that one. Wiggins will put 40 on them. Blazers host the Rockets. Gross. Rockets can probably, if they are really committed to this tank, the Blazers might lose that one, and they should. Give me the Rockets. That would be funny as shit. Clippers, they, they go to the Nuggets. That is the last game on Monday. That is an absolute barn burner. So, you got Nikola Jokic, hello, against Paul George, kawaii. Maybe Rusty. The Nuggets are just too good at home, though, and they have the absolute wood on the Clippers. I think they've won 11 of the last 13. Make that 12 of 14. Nuggets win, and away we go. And there you go. That's today's show. That's a nice little wrap-up, one of uh, one day's worth of stuff, just like we used to be. And uh, hopefully we'll get back to that pretty soon. Uh, right, we'll be back on Monday, so make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face the IG, we're all over the socials. Check out NFL Australia, myself and Gaz. Our Super Bowl wrap off-season primer should be out soon. Once uh, Gaz has gotten over his soggy sorrows. <laughs> get around uh, the NBA Australia shop, get your merch, get your merch, buy a hoodie, buy a T-shirt. Come on, help a brother out. Uh, check us a rating review on your podcast app. Now, as mentioned, I sort of bring this up Every so often, we have changed the back end for NBA Australia. So just make sure that you subscribe. Make sure it's downloading. And if you can rate, review it, or star it, whatever you need to do, that'd be fucking awesome. Help a brother out. Come on. It's just Muggins over here doing all this. Uh, big thanks to From Oslo for the John Atro song. Uh, so to same to Joshua De Laurentiis. Fascinated. Goldmine, Dramshackle Army, Iowa, Sexual Eye, Green, 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 and Dozer for the Chew G here throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Face the Apple Music, all the good stuff, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia Sports Australian Band, so should you. And we will close out today's show with a Cooking with Bainesy descending in your weekend. Enjoy that, and we will catch you on Monday, you dickheads. Have a good weekend, would you? This is NBA Australia saying look after yourselves. And later, hosen.
Cooking with Bainesy is filmed in front of a live studio audience. And now it's time for Cooking with Bainesy with your host, Aaron Bangers Baines. <laughs> g'day, g'day, g'day. Yes, how are you all? Oh, look at you over there. <laughs> I see you over there again, Cheryl. Yes, we know that you love it. Oh, this is great. Yeah, g'day. Welcome to Cooking with Bainesy. I am your host, Aaron Bangers Bainesy. All right, so this here episode, we're going to whip up one of my absolute favorite Australian staples. You can have it whenever as well, at night, for dinner, after a big night on the turps. It's that absolute Aussie classic. It is Hawaiian pizza. Oh, yes, that's right. I love me some Hawaiian pizza, and it's easy as to make, mate. I mean, it definitely helps keeping up this physique, if you know what I mean. I reckon I probably cook about three of these bloody things a week, you know what I'm saying? And also, hey, just just for yous out there as well, don't bloody listen to anyone who says shit about pineapple on pizza. They can go and do what I tell every centre in the Eastern Conference of the NBA. They can go fuck themselves, all right? You can put whatever the fuck you want on pizza. It's pizza. All right, so anyway, Hawaiian pizza is bloody simple, mate. All you gotta do is go down to your soupy and grab yourself a pizza base. I love the spongier, thick ones, you know. Grab a thing of tomato paste. Now, don't bother with the fancy pants shit with basil or oregano in it, unless you want to be like all fancy pants and shit. Because uh, then you just grab a bunch of shredded ham from the deli, grab a bag of shredded cheese. Now, you can have mozzarella, cheddar, home brand, whatever you want. Doesn't matter. It's just bloody cheese. And. The key ingredient, a tin of pineapple chunks. Now, it's pretty easy to whip this bad boy up, so let's get to it. All right, here we go. Now, just whip your base out. There you go. All right, now smother it with the tomato paste. Well, snip. There you go. Smooth it out a bit. Just make sure it's all over the inside thing. Now, dump your ham on there. Yep, all this shredded ham. Now, oh, get your fingers amongst that. Shove that to the edges. There you go. Spread that out nice and even. Yep, there you go. All right, now cover this liberally. With the dead pig. Come on, man. You've got to put the ham everywhere. You just need hoops and hoops and hoops of ham. Just make sure it's the nice shredded stuff, though. All right. Now, drain your pineapple into the sink. Or you can, you know, you can drain it into a cup and uh, drink that pineapple juice, you know. What bloke doesn't like a cup of pineapple juice, you know what I'm saying, ladies? Yeah, there we go. Now, fang the chunks of pineapple on there. Just put it everywhere, you know. Just throw it around. And then cover up the entire bloody thing with your shredded cheese. All right. Now, we've got this oven over here. Just wang her in there in the oven. There you go. Just for a good 15, 20 minutes at about 220 degrees Celsius. None of that Fahrenheit bullshit. Now, sit back, grab a tin, and let her cook. Oh, doesn't that bloody well smell delicious? All right. Now, here's one we made a little bit earlier. So you can see once it's browned and a bit on the edges and all your cheese is all melty and nice, you whip her out. You chop her up into slices, and Bob is your bloody pizza-loving uncle. Now, give it a sec to cool down before you chow down. Don't burn your bloody tongue, because that cheese will be hot as buggery, eh? So, all right, now it's there. Just get your bloody munch on. And that is an absolute bloody ripper of a meal. The best bit is, and this will impress everyone, right? You can cook it whenever you want. Mates, the missus, kids, everyone 
bloody loves Hawaiian pizza. And if they don't, just give them the old bangers, don't argue, and go tell them to cook their own bloody pizza. Because this is just bloody delicious, mate. All right, how easy was that? Cool. There you go. That is absolutely unreal. Love me some Hawaiian pizza. All right, so that's it for this week. Tune in next week for a new recipe, and we'll see you then on the next episode of Cooking with Bainsey.